0: Doing daily devotions repatterns the way we think, transforms the spirit of our mind, and helps us become more like Jesus. Join us here, Monday through Friday, as various pastors and leaders at Fusion Church share devotion and teaching through that day's soap scripture. Download the current soap reading plan at fusionchurch.cc soap. Heavenly Father, I want to thank you for this morning, Lord God. I want to thank you for your word. Jesus that's continuing continually being, being being confirmed as true and and relevant in our lives even today father so many thousands of years after these events took place so father i pray that during this hour this uh, brief time this 30 minutes we have to get Lord God that you would just reveal yourself to us lord and and open up our minds open up our hearts to receive a word from you we praise you in Jesus name amen amen all right let's give a good a good stretch All right, Exodus 16, and I am reading from the New King James Version. And they journeyed from Elam, and all the congregation of the children of Israel came to the wilderness of Sin, which is between Elam and Sinai. On the 15th day of the second month, after they departed from the land of Egypt, then the whole congregation of the children of Israel complained against Moses and and, and Aaron in the wilderness. And the children of Israel said to them, Oh, that we had died by the hands of the Lord in the land of Egypt when we sat by the pots of meat and when we ate bread to the full. For you have brought us out into this wilderness to kill this whole assembly with hunger. Then the Lord said to Moses, Behold, I will rain bread from heaven for you, and the people shall go shall go out and gather a certain quota every day that I may test them, whether they walk in my law or not. And it shall be on the sixth day that they shall prepare What they bring in, and it should be twice as much as they gather daily. Then Moses and Aaron said to all the children of Israel, At evening you shall know the Lord has brought you out of the land of Egypt. And in the morning you shall see the glory of the Lord, for he hears your complaints against the Lord. But what are we that you complain against us? Also Moses said, This shall be seen when the Lord gives you meat to eat in the morning, and in the morning bread to the full. For the Lord hears your complaints which you make against him. And what are we? Your complaints are not against us, but against the Lord. Then Moses spoke to Aaron, say to all the congregation of the children of Israel, come near before the Lord, for he has heard your complaints. Now it came to pass as Aaron spoke to the whole congregation of the children of Israel, and they looked toward the wilderness, and behold, the glory of the Lord appeared in the cloud. And the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, I have heard the complaints of the children of Israel. Speak to them, saying, At twilight you shall eat meat, and in the morning you shall be filled with bread, and you shall know that I am the Lord your God. So it was that quails came up at evening and covered the camp. And in the morning, the dew lay around the, around the camp. And when the layer of dew lifted, there on the surface of the wilderness was a small round substance as fine as frost on the ground. So when the children of Israel saw it, they said to one another, What is it? For they did not know what it was. And Moses said to them, This is the bread which the Lord has given you to eat. This is the thing which the Lord has commanded. Let every man gather it according to each one's need, one omer. For each person, according to the number of persons, let every man take for those who were in his tent. Then the children of Israel did so and gathered some more, some less. So when they measured it by the omers, he who gathered much had nothing left over. And he he who gathered little had no lack. Every man had a gathered according to each one's need. And Moses said, let no one leave any of it till morning. Notwithstanding, they did not heed Moses, but some of them left part of it until morning and it bred worms and stank. And Moses was angry with them. So they gathered it every morning, and every man according to his need. And when the sun became hot, it melted. And so it was on the sixth day that they gathered twice as much bread, two omers for each one, and all the rulers of the congregation came and told Moses. Then he said to them, This is what the Lord has said. Tomorrow is a Sabbath rest, a holy Sabbath to the Lord. Bake what you will bake today and boil what you will boil, and lay up for yourselves all that remains to be kept until morning. So they laid it up until morning as Moses commanded, and it did not stink, nor were there any worms in it. Then Moses said, eat that today, for today is a Sabbath to the Lord. Today you will not find it in the field. Six days you shall gather it, but on the seventh day, the Sabbath, there will be none. Now it happened that some of the people went out on the seventh day to gather, but they found none. And the Lord said to Moses, how long do you refuse to keep my commandments and my laws? See, for the Lord has given you the Sabbath, therefore he gives you on the sixth they bread for two days. Let every man remain in his place. Let no man go out of this, his place on the seventh day. So the people rested on the seventh day. And the house of Israel called its name manna. And it was like white coriander seed. And the taste of it was like wafers made with honey. Then Moses said, this is the thing which the Lord has commanded. Fill an omer with it to be kept for your generations, that they may see the bread with, with which I fed you in the wilderness when I brought you out of the land of Egypt. And Moses said to Aaron, Take a pot and put an omer of manna in it and lay it up before the Lord to be kept for your generations. As the Lord commanded Moses, so Aaron laid it up before the testimony to be kept. And the children of Israel ate manna 40 years until they came to an inhabited land. They ate manna until they came to the border of the land of Canaan. And Now an omer is one-tenth of an ephah. Amen. Amen. Come on. That's a whole lot going on with the children of Israel a little bit of repetition, um, but, we, we, but we see that when there's some repetition in the Bible, there's some, some importance to it, okay? Uh, God, when he wrote the Bible, he didn't just, you know, have, he didn't, have, didn't repeat himself to hear himself speak, amen? Like, sometimes he has to repeat himself because we humans, not just, not just the children of Israel, all of us, mankind, we a little thick-headed, and we, we, we think we know better, and we want to do, you know, what we want to do. So getting um, right into it, it says on the 15th day of the second month, okay, this, so this marks um, exactly one month after leaving e- Egypt, you know, since they left on the 15th day of, the, of the, the previous month, and it talks about the wilderness of Sin, which is between Elam and Sinai. They came out of e- Elam, and again, that was the oasis that they were in. They refreshed themselves and they had comfort we read about that in exodus 15 and they headed towards sinai all right a place so they can meet with god and receive his law now the in the original text the name wilderness of sin um, had sin had nothing to do with it okay that's just the name of it um but the in the original one of the original translations it could be wilderness of zen with a z but yet as we're going to read over the next you know, amount of time read through the book of Exodus, and you know we're gonna, you know, as the story unfolds, we're gonna see that this wilderness had a lot to do with sin. The children of Israel they messed up a whole lot in this time, uh, and it says in verse two, the whole congregation of the children of Israel they complained against Moses and Aaron in the wilderness. They complained because they didn't have enough food. The supplies they had carried with them out of Egypt had begun to run out. And and so, but it but it seems like them being hungry, this this starvation was more anticipated than experienced. Okay, they they saw their supplies running out slowly, and all of a sudden, we're going to go hungry. We're going to be starving. They weren't starving yet, right? They were high, they were still getting by, but they immediately started complaining because they in in their eyes, they were going to be star- starving. You know, and so in other words, they, they did not live through weeks and weeks of famine up to this point. You know, they didn't see their friends and family dying from malnutrition and starvation. You know, they didn't have to kill any of their livestock yet. They just had a fear already of uh, of, of starving, right? And so they went had gone from singing to complaining in a very short amount of time. They saw their circumstances through their lens, through their eyes. They weren't seeing their circumstances through the Lord and what the Lord was getting prepared to do. It talks about in verse 3 when we sat by the pots of meat and when we ate bread to the full, Israel had selective memory. They had selective memory of the past. And they thought that their time in Egypt was a good time. They had just come from hundreds of years of slavery hundreds of years of slavery. But their selective memory told them like, that was a good time. Like we was chilling in Egypt. We had pots of meat. Everything was good. It's like, nah, y'all were beaten, beaten and killed. You're seeing your circumstances and you're trying to go back to your old filth, your old garbage. They lost sight of, of God's future for them. And so, and so they, they, they twisted their past to support their complaining. How often do we do that? It wasn't that bad. It was like, no, that was hell you were going through. But because what you're going through right now seems to be like it's gonna be worse through our own perception, we'd rather go back to our old junk. This Christian walk is not easy. Following Christ is not easy and we can all probably look back and think when i was living in the world i didn't have to go through all this yeah i may, I may have gone through some stuff i may have gone through some addictions i may have gone through whatever it is you're going through but now this christian walk whoo i don't know if i could do this and it's like you're losing you're, you're, you're forgetting the hell that you've already been through the hell that god pulled you out of because you think that this walk is too difficult that's exactly what the children of Israel were doing. They go on to say, you have brought us into the wilderness to kill this whole assembly. Another common pra- practice um, uh, among those who complain. So they insisted that Moses and Aaron had bad or evil intentions. And of course, they, Moses and Aaron had no interest in, in, in killing the people of Israel. They were sent by God to rescue them. So this was a horrible accusation for them to make against Moses and Aaron, yet a complaining heart often finds it easy to accuse um, the person they complain against of the, of the worst motives. The people that you know, the, they are trying to save you, you want to accuse them of doing the worst. And it's like, I, I'm trying to help. So here comes God, right? Verse four, behold, I will rain bread from heaven for you. This was a remarkable promise from God So, because bread, I don't know about y'all, I don't know if you've ever been in a crazy weatherstorm where bread rained down from, from the sky. I've never been through that, but God was about to make it happen, right? God promised that he would pr- provide for Israel in, in a very unexpected way. You know, this reminds us that God may provide for resources that we never knew existed, Sometimes he provides us with familiar resources. Sometimes he provides for us with unfamiliar resources. But the bottom line is God provides. And I believe the gospel according to Jason, that God likes to provide from the unexpected ways so that we have no excuse but to say, it came from you, God. He who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all we can ask or think, God provides in ways that we have never thought of. And it makes no sense. Many of us have been through circumstances where where whatever you're going through, just completely 180. And God made a way and it made no sense. You're like, how could this happen? It was only God. We can only give praises to God. We can only give honor to God. Because any other way, you know, it's it's just not going to work out. This is not going to work out. God wants to make a way for us if we allow him to move. Israel called this bread from heaven in Exodus 16:31. you know and, and God almost almost always called it bread from heaven. And there's numerous verses, Nehemiah 9:15, Psalm 78, uh, Psalm 105. Sometimes he was even called Angel's food, Psalm 78 verse 25. It says, the people shall go out and gather a certain quota every day. God promised to send bread from heaven, but he didn't promise to drop it in their mouths. All right, the children of Israel, they had to go out and work for it. They had to go pick it up. And you know, they still had to, to go out and gather it every single day. He says, but it says that I may test them. See, God gave clear instructions. And he was going to test them to see if they were going to be obedient. See the blessing of bread from heaven came with with the responsibility of obedience. God's blessings come with the responsibility of obedience. God makes a way, but are you obeying him throughout everything? The responsibility would test Israel and measure their obedience. And the test came on the sixth day when they were to gather twice as much so that the, so that the um, day seven could be received as a day of rest. It says in verse 6, the evening you shall know that the Lord has brought you out of the land of Egypt. One will think that, that the experiences they've already been through, right? The plagues, the Passover, crossing the, the Red Sea, that Israel would already know that the Lord had brought them out of Egypt. Yet, we know Yet, we know that even, even great experiences don't change the heart as much as we would often think. Great experiences don't mean anything. You can have a powerful experience with the Lord, right? And it changes you for a little bit. But if you don't allow your heart to be changed, you're the same person. In the morning, you shall see the glory of the Lord. They would not see the glory of, of God as, as in his enthroned radiance, and, but in his great and loving provision for his people. That's the real display of God's glory. Oftentimes we want us, we want God to like appear to us, you know, and bright and shining and, and the glory of God. No, God shows his glory in everything that he does, even the little provisions that he makes for us. God's glory is being shown, uh, being shown. And that one way that, that God shows his glory was through this display of mercy. And goodness, God, God didn't send them hell from him, from, um, from heaven. He sent them bread from heaven, nor now this is also key. God didn't demand that they stop complaining before they ate of it. Just like Jesus will later command us. God loved and fed those who acted as his enemies. The children of Israel were complaining against God, complaining against his servant, Right. They were acting as God's enemy and He still provided for them. He still provided for them. God still provides for you. Even when you go back to your sin, even when you were acting as an enemy of God, right? And don't think because uh, on Sunday morning you said a, a you said a, a prayer um, at the end of service and you raised your hand that all of a sudden you're never going to be an enemy of God. Listen, daily. We do things that make us an enemy of God. And it's through his grace and mercy that he saves us. As long as we come return to the throne, we return to the Lord and we we, we confess our sins. He is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins. It says, he hears your complaints against the Lord, verse 7, verse 8. Your complaints are not against us, but against the Lord. The people thought that they were complaining against Moses and Aaron. But really, they were complaining against the Lord. They were complaining against the Lord. When we complain against or well, we talk bad about our leaders, when we complain against or talk bad about Pastor Brendan or any other, anyone appointed by God to be the shepherd of their church, we are complaining and talking bad about and against God. Period period. If there is someone who's been appointed, it can be Pastor Brandon, another pastor at the church. You go to a different church. Anyone who's been appointed by God as a shepherd and you're complaining against them, you're complaining against God. And we think I'm just going to talk bad about Pastor Brandon because he said X, Y, and Z in his message. I didn't agree with, I think it's garbage, blah, 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 blah. You ain't complaining against him. Because listen, you don't have to answer to him. You gonna have to answer to God because that is a sin that you're doing. It's time for us to check our hearts, brothers and sisters. It says in verse 10, the glory of the Lord appeared in the cloud. In verse 11, and the, the Lord spoke to Moses. It, it's difficult to know if, if, if everyone heard the Lord speak to Moses or if Moses alone heard this. But certainly everyone knew that God spoke to Moses because of, of the display of glory. And he says, I have heard the complaints of the children of Israel. And then verse 13. So it was that quails came um, at evening and covered the camp. Bread in the morning. And in the evening, he's going to give them meat. Now, I did a little bit of research on this. And, you know, and so, again, he's providing miraculously for the children of Israel. And this was a, this, this was a significant display um, See the quails that are mentioned here. They they migrate uh, regularly throughout this whole area, through the Sinai and all this you know all that whole area. These quails migrate and they fly low, and they usually they roost on the ground or in low bushes um, at night. And these quails, after flying all day, they're exhausted, and once they're exhausted, they cannot fly until they regain their strength. Right, they're unable to take off again. So what what did what did God do? It What are we we seeing that God did? He provided them quails, these birds, right, that could not fly away. Children of Israel were able to simply um, walk up and pick them up. Pick them up so they can have food, right? And here's another thing that's very interesting. These quails in Egypt were actually a delicacy to the Egyptians, so And not everyone was able to eat these birds. So God takes them out of Egypt and is feeding them with the delicacies. Delicacies aren't regular food. Delicacies aren't peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. Delicacies are that is that expensive. That's a filet mignon, you know what I'm saying? And God is providing for them what the rich and what Pharaoh would eat as a delicacy in the wilderness. And the children of Israel didn't see it like that. God is blessing them, blessing with them. And what are they going to do? Complain. Complain. These selfish people. Every time I read the book of Exodus, I'm like, these self Like, who, who do they think they are? Who do they think they are complaining against God? But then you know what I got to do? I got to look in the mirror. Who do I, who am I Complain to complain against God? Who am I to forget the blessings that God has blessed me with? Who am I? Right now, I'm sitting in my, in, in, in my son's room. My son, he, 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 uh, he lives in the basement, right? He's got this whole level of the, of the house to himself. Nice setup, right? And I'm only down here because my mother-in-law's visiting. Please pray for me. My mother-in-law's here. Um, but I got this beautiful home, right? I got two cars in my in, in my driveway. I got a job that I love best job i ever had the most blessed i ever had and what do i still do i still complain because it's not enough because i'm a human and i'm dumb the children of israel were human and they were dumb and they still saw things around them to to, to complain about so they get this bread this manna from heaven and they said what is it manna means what is it God provided for them, but they didn't recognize the provision. See, because when God's provision comes, we often don't recognize it. God met the needs of Israel, but he did it in a way that they did not expect. Because they wanted their blessings, blessings to come the way they wanted their blessings to come. And I'm telling you, God wants to bless us in ways that make no sense. God wants to bless us in things in ways that you've never even thought about. It says, let every man gather it according to each one's need. The bread from heaven was to be gathered on an individual or a family basis. Right? He didn't want he, he, God, didn't command to gather and then, like, you know, gather all the manna together and we're going to distribute it. No, every person, every family had to go gather it for themselves. Right. And a rich family couldn't pay a poor family to do it for them every family had to do it for themselves but it says in verse 20 they did not heed moses they clearly heard god's command and they and and they clearly knew god's command yet for some reason they felt they didn't have to obey god's command there's and there was a harsh penalty for their for their disobedience what they gathered in disobedience bred worms and stank god was very clear in the morning take the portion for the day don't save it whatever you eat eat it and then destroy whatever's left over but some of them tried to keep it they tried to hold the blessing right and that is in defiance of god why because they didn't trust that god would provide the next day and i bet listen I'm not a betting man, but if I was a betting man, I bet, because at the end of the chapter says for for 20 years, excuse me, for 40 years, the Lord was providing this. I bet they were still in year 22, and there were some of these people trying to save the manna, trying to say, you know, and it's like, God's been providing for you guys for decades, and you still doubt? You're still doubting God's ability to provide for you? So they gathered it every morning, every man according to his need. And when the sun became hot and melted, apparently again the bread from heaven had to be gathered and provide and prepared early in the morning. And this was God's way of forcing them to have a work ethic. To, you know, you, there's stuff you got to do around here. And again, on the sixth day, they gathered twice as much bread. God promised to provide twice as much on the sixth day, and he and he, he did perhaps this came as somewhat of a surprise to the children of Israel because they felt they had to, you know, they, they, they had to bring it to, to Moses' attention. Like, hey, there's there's extra food. And it's like, I told you, six day, extra, twice as much. Verse 23, tomorrow is a Sabbath rest, a holy Sabbath to the Lord. This is the first time God spoke to Israel about the Sabbath. God's essentially, he forced them, to honor the Sabbath by not providing any bread from heaven on the Sabbath day. He's, he's going to force them. Hey, you all y'all going to listen. And it says some of the people went out on the seventh day to gather. Despite what God said. Some went still looking for bread from heaven when he said there would be none on the seventh day. Some of us will only learn by personal experience. God's word is true. God's word is real. And he does. And he says so much. And we still, with our our thick heads, want to do things our own way. We do not trust the Lord. And God is saying, just trust me. Just trust me. I got your best interest, interest at heart. Trust me. The children of Israel didn't fully trust him. And again, we can go back and forth and say how could they do this how's that possible while they trust God? We can say that all till we're blue in the face, but we all do the same thing. Because we all of us still have we we all have the same word of God. We all have the Bible, and we can read the Bible, the true infallible word of God, and we still disobey. And we still try to do things in our own way. So, so God's word was true, and they still found nothing on the seventh day. And it's a powerful lesson, teaching Israel to trust what God said before they, you know, before it had to be proven in their experience. God told them what was going to happen; it ain't going to be there, and they still had to go out and they had to test it. Verses thirty-one through thirty-four, it, it gives more more uh, description of what the manna was. And verse thirty-five, they ate manna until they came to the border of the land of Canaan. As important as it was for, for God to provide the bread from heaven, it was also important for God to stop providing it. He provided all the way through the wilderness. Okay, There's not much in the wilderness you can do. There's not, there's not a whole lot of, of planting crops in the wilderness, and they were continually moving. So for 40 years, God provides. But, it's, but he provided all the way until they got to the promised land at the end of 40 years. Right, So it was essential that Israel be put in the position to receive God's normal provision through hard work, which in itself is a blessing of God. Hard work is, is a blessing of God, because through our hard work, God still provides. This manna from heaven, this, 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 this bread from heaven is a powerful picture of Jesus himself. And I'm going to begin to close right here. Because after feeding the 5,000, Jesus had discussions with people who wanted him to keep feeding them. And with his miraculous power, they wanted for Jesus to provide for them, just as Israel was provided for with manna in the wilderness. But Jesus responds in John six thirty two. he says, Then, then Jesus said to, to them, Most assuredly, I say to you, Moses did not give you bread from heaven, but my father gives you the true bread from heaven. For the bread of God is he who comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. Jesus." Is the bread of heaven. What I love about the scriptures is that all throughout the scriptures, Old and New Testament, every book of the Bible points to Jesus. And here we're reading about manna, bread from heaven. And Jesus is the bread of heaven. And we have to receive him just like Israel received the manna. We need to receive him hungry. And still fully aware of our need. We need to receive for ourselves. I can't receive the Lord for my family. My family has to receive the Lord for themselves as well. My wife and my son and eventually my baby when she comes of age. Needs to receive this manna from heaven. We need to receive it every single day. Listen, we cannot survive on old manna. Old word. We can't. Listen to a a word that that Pastor Brendan preaches on one Sunday that like lifts us up and fills us up and we're ready to go. And now we're good for the year. No, we have to daily be receiving this bread of life, this word from the Lord. We need to receive it humbly, perhaps even on our knees. When was the last time you got down on your knees and prayed before the Lord? Now, listen, I know some of us, we got some bad knees. All right and God understands but the point is we need to come to him humbly broken ready to receive we need to receive it with gratitude knowing that we don't deserve it we don't we don't deserve this bread from heaven we don't deserve the blessings and finally we need to take it because it's a gift and take it into our innermost being this bread from heaven jesus accept him and if you haven't fully accepted the Lord into your life, my brothers and sisters, I'm, I'm imploring you accept Christ, accept the bread from heaven into your life, because it will sustain you. It will carry you through the rest of your life every single day, no matter what you go through. If you wake up in the morning, from the moment your head, your, your eyes open up and your head lifts from the pillow, And you accept that bread from heaven. You say, Lord, provide for me. Lord, fill me. Lord, guide me. Lord, bless me. Lord, I repent for all of my sins. Every day, I have to rededicate my life to God, right? And 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 that's for me because I often lose sight of what's going on. I often get distracted by the world around me. I, surprise, surprise, a pastor of the church, Get distracted with, with the work of the church and sometimes, you know, lose sight. Every day, I have to do this for myself. Every day, you have to do this for yourself. Come humbly to the Lord, accept His Son. And I'm telling you, I'm telling you, make this a habit, brothers and sisters, every single day. And the Lord will never leave you, He will never forsake you, and the blessings will come. Amen. Amen, Father. We praise you, Lord, for what you're doing in our lives, Lord God. We we thank you for the reminder, Lord, that it's not about bread that you physically ran you rain down from heaven, Father, but it is it is about your Son who is the bread of heaven, Father, who is the one who will sustain us, the one who will go with us and go before us, no matter where we have to do, no matter what we have to or where we have to go, Father, you will remain by our side. So thank you, Lord, for this promise, Lord God. I pray for each and every one of my brothers and sisters that they will take the time daily to humbly come before you, repent of their sins daily, and accept your son to be that provision, to be that blessing. In their lives, so Father, we thank you for what you're doing. We just continue to praise you and lift you up. Continue to reveal new things, Father, as we're going throughout our day, Lord. I pray that this this chapter, this Exodus 16, will just we'll come into our minds and will and we'll be able to glean something new from it. Father, we praise you in your holy, precious name, Jesus Christ. Amen, and amen, and amen. All right, guys, love y'all. I'll see some of y'all this weekend, and the rest I'll see you back here next week. God bless.